Hi, my name is Dr. Mark Alandari, and I'm an infectious diseases specialist in New Orleans. Hi, my name is Hope Hickerson, and I'm a health education specialist and reporter. This is the Noise Filter Podcast, where an infectious diseases physician... That's me, and a health education expert... That's me. Talk about what you need to know to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. For more information about Noise Filter, your public health podcast, and to watch and share our incredible informative animations, please visit us at noisefiltershow.com. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. So let's get started. Pediatric department cuts are creating a crisis for many families and hospitals. All over the country, hospitals are shutting down their pediatric departments in order to make more room for adult hospital beds. The reason, pure economics. For a hospital, adult beds are much more lucrative than children's beds. This is because adults typically require a lot of extensive tests, whereas most children that come into hospitals are there to recover from infections or asthma attacks, but do not undergo expensive procedures such as heart or joint surgeries. Wow. How disgusting is that? Right? Wow. Another factor contributing to this is the pandemic. During the pandemic, a lot of hospitals converted children's beds to adult ICU beds and have decided not to change them back. In addition, staff shortages, the rising inflation rates, and increases in drug costs have left a lot of hospitals desperately needing to bring more money in. Thus, the first department to see cuts is the pediatric department. Another contributing factor is federal health insurance. Medicaid, the health insurance program for low-income individuals and children, typically only reimburses physicians about 70% of what Medicare reimburses, Medicare being the health insurance program for elderly people. Currently, more than a third of children in the U.S. are enrolled in Medicaid, meaning that federal health policy is gently pushing hospitals to take care of elderly rather than young patients. If a hospital could no longer admit children, then they have to transfer them to other hospitals that have pediatric units. But this creates a situation where pediatric systems at certain hospitals are over capacity and thus critically ill children are ending up in the ER. An ER pileup can cause a lot of stress on the ER system, as well as for the patients, nurses, and doctors. This is especially daunting as we head into the winter months where flu season as well as COVID are likely to pick up, as well as RSV, which is really really scary and detrimental for young children. Yeah. Many doctors and healthcare workers have already stated that we are headed into a crisis. All over the country, hospitals are having to transfer children to the remaining institutions that still have pediatric units, oftentimes in other states. That's crazy. Wow. Unfortunately, there's not enough being done about this situation. There have not been any aggressive legislation measures taken to keep hospitals from closing their pediatric units. Last year, Democratic senators presented a bill to provide funding to improve specialized children's hospitals, but it has not yet been approved. COVID-19 infections can lead to birth complications. 
So maternal health care in this country has long been a big concern. Over the past decade, however, it's come to be labeled a topic of highest concern by healthcare providers since the U.S. achieved the ignoble distinction of having the highest maternal mortality rate out of all developed countries. That's crazy. Wow. The leading cause of maternal and fetal death is a pregnancy complication known as preeclampsia. Preeclampsia is not very well understood, but during the pandemic, the number of preeclampsia cases skyrocketed and, according to doctors, presented a public health threat. In general, the pandemic resulted in an increase in pregnancy complications, which is leading many experts to wonder if and how COVID-19 is causing these complications. Now almost three years out since the start of the pandemic. Many doctors and researchers are looking at the effects that COVID-19 has had on reproductive health, particularly menstrual cycles, fertility, pregnancy, and fetal development. Several large studies have verified that there has been an increase in pregnancy complications during the pandemic, but none have been able to pinpoint the exact reason why. For many immunologists and OBGYNs, the increased rate of pregnancy complications during the pandemic was alarming especially because COVID was considered to be a respiratory illness and no one expected the virus to impact reproductive organs. However, this is not the first time a virus has caused pregnancy and developmental complications. The 1918 flu pandemic and the Zika epidemic were two other viruses that have heightened complications for both mother and child. So far, the key findings from COVID-19's effect on reproductive health is that it does not seem to affect fertility. However, with pregnancy, the risk of preeclampsia and other issues such as stillbirths does seem to increase if you contract COVID while pregnant. In fact, mo- in fact, multiple studies have shown that pregnant women who were infected with COVID had about a 60% increased risk of preeclampsia compared with those who were not infected. Although the mechanism is still unclear, Researchers believe that COVID-19 is causing inflammation and strain on the circulatory systems of these pregnant mothers. COVID-19 is able to bind to receptors in the heart and on blood vessels known as ACE2 receptors. These receptors are responsible for regulating blood pressure and inflammation. As a result of COVID, doctors have found that in some patients, it ends up causing hundreds of tiny blood clots, which is a risk factor for developing preeclampsia. Many women feel that there is not enough being done by government and health officials about awareness regarding these pregnancy complications as a result of COVID. The connection between COVID and preeclampsia is alarming, and the public, not just pregnant women, should be informed of this. That way, people might avoid using risky behavior, especially around pregnant individuals. This is scary. The more we find out about COVID and its effects, the scarier it gets, you know? As a as a woman in child still childbearing age, even though you know my husband and I have made a decision not to have children, like this still mm-hmm. not to have any more children. Excuse me, it's so scary. It yeah. is just so scary. Yeah. And then thinking that, you know, it's like what is being done? Why is there not urgency right. around figuring this out? And helping us, you know, and helping women. And like, I love that, you know, we made sure to say it's not just a women's problem because when people hear reproductive issues, yeah, a lot of people shut shut off. They're like, oh, that's a woman's issue. That doesn't affect me. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But really, yes, you do. You know, 
we're fifty percent of the population. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I mean, come on, we're connected to everything, and then well, you know, and every and, single one of us, a hundred percent of the population, like was you know once exactly you know, yeah. Like, yeah. how could you not? How could it not affect you? Even if it's quote unquote just a women's issue, yeah. you know what I mean. So totally. it's just it's just so infuriating. It's frustrating and yeah. scary that more isn't being done, and to to let people know, especially the dangers of this. Hopefully, you know there'll be more research studies coming out that mm-hmm. um, point us in the right direction about this. But we'll we'll definitely be keeping you updated. Thanks for listening to Noise Filter, your public health podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Noise Filter podcast. Follow us on social media and leave us a review letting us know your favorite part of the show. You can find me, Hope Pickerson, at hopepickerson.com. And you can find me at Dr. Mark Allen Derry or at the Dr. Derry. That's D-R-D-E-R-Y. To see and share our amazing animations and find out more information about us, the show, as well as links to our social media, go to noisefiltershow.com. We are grateful to our sponsors, including Access Health Louisiana and the End the Epidemic Initiative, who are working to bring equitable health outcomes to everyone they serve. Hope, any last words? Stay well out there, folks, and continue taking steps to keep yourself and your loved ones healthy. That includes exercise, a good diet, getting adequate sleep, and seeing your healthcare providers regularly. And protect yourself and others by getting the COVID-19 vaccine and booster, wearing a mask, and social distancing wherever possible. Remember, health is a human right.